So welcome back to series two of the A to Z of Men. It's taken a while. We'll admit that. It's taken, I would say, about two years. Which is quite a long time to, to get another podcast out. Yeah, but you know what, right? If you want to do something and you want to do it properly and you want to believe in it and you want to actually grab it with both hands, yeah, we, we're doing that now because we kept on coming up with loads of different ideas of podcasts and it was never quite, my heart was never quite in it or I was liking it and you wasn't or vice versa. Yeah. It's just really, really difficult to um, find something that you're passionate about. And we're really passionate about the age instead of men. It went so well the first season and we were like, Let's do it again. I think it's weird, isn't it? Because we do a radio show every day. So, and the, and the format of the radio show stays pretty much the same, mainly because we're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just easier to do the same thing. But it works, and people like it because it's regular. Yeah. And then you think, well, hang on a minute. All these different things we're trying with podcasts, let's go back to what we know, being men. So it, it, we, we understand the inner workings of a man's brain because... We're basically, we're men with men's brains, and and so that kind of works. And it's, uh, everyone that ever mentions the A to Z of men towards me will either say pistiers. They they do say pistiers. They say that to me as well. They say, where's your mate old pistiers? (laughs) Um, You need to listen to the series one of the A to Z of men. And I would suggest you do that before you embark on series two anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it will make sense. Yeah, go always start at the beginning. Although we're starting from A now, we've already done an A back in the past exactly so if you want to check it out you can do wherever you got this from just go back to series one episode eight anyway people always say to me about pistures secondly people will say what i liked about it was that you understood the male brain so if a woman was listening they'd be like oh that's why gary's a dick isn't it funny that you've picked the name gary i've gone gary yeah in my head i was like gary yeah like julie's going Oh, no wonder when I said that to Gary last night about the bins, he got he got the ump. Exactly. You know, it, it all works. And that's why the A to Z of men, I think we've come back to. Because we did an A to Z, so we've already got 26 words that we selected into the A to Z of men from series one. Yeah. They're in there, they're locked in until now. We're two years on, we're a little bit older. A little bit wiser? Mm. And then we now can look at the words and go, well, let's let's have another, let's just reevaluate the situation. It might be that some of the words stay in the A to Z of men. Yeah, or it might be that a new word that we come with um, fits in anyway. Yeah, so the A to Z of men is back and we're open to suggestions and you can get in touch with us via many ways and mainly Chris and Scott UK at gmail.com. That's where we are. That's the email address. But that's our social. That's everything. If you went to Insta and looked up Chris and Scott UK. There will be. Bosh. If you go onto the Gmail, Chris and Scott UK at gmail.com, you can email us. So if you've got a subject, you might go, do you know what? I've already got something for R. Fine. Send it over to us. Get it, get it ready. Be ahead of time. Stockpile it. Because you can imagine we're already preparing R now. Of course we're not. I've I've just about done A. Yeah, I haven't done B yet. Um, So A to Z of Men is back. Tell your friends as well. And if you've liked Series 1, let people know. But more importantly, do a nice little review on the review thing. Oh, please do that. It's really nice to have a review and uh, to know that people are listening. Because otherwise, we're just rambling to ourselves. Exactly. And and we know, we, we see the downloads where they say, oh, you've had this amount of people listen to your last episode, which is amazing. Thank you. But if we see you writing, going, oh, I love listening to this with Gary in the car when yeah. we're off to mother-in-laws or whatever, 
that is exactly what we want. We want to know who you are and where you are, and the only way you can do that is by saying on iTunes how much you like the show. Does that sound a bit stalking? Does it sound a bit needy? We want to know who you are. Who you are. We want to know where you are. Where you are. Where are you going in your car? But don't you find, like, in Series 1, I remember when I was in... I went to LA on holiday and we had a really nice holiday out there and then halfway through it I rang you and went we're number six in Qatar yeah yeah how did that happen and what but why but how and you'd know because if you're listening in Qatar going oh yeah it's because you were on the iTunes advert or something something must have happened in Qatar got to off to make the A to Z man we were number six I mean, how's that even possible? But thank you very much. It was incredible. So, um, and I was, it was just before the World Cup because I was thinking, oh, if we get any bigger in Qatar, we'll be getting like we'll be sponsored. We'll out be there. getting some yeah. of the royal family out there to to get us tickets to to the World Cup. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. No. We were number thirty, and then number fifteen, and then one hundred and twenty, and then gone. gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So wherever you are listening, let us know. Let us know who you are, and you can do that obviously via the email. But better still, if you could leave a review on iTunes. I don't. If you don't do podcasting, and I've only really learnt this in the last few months it, it makes such a difference to to our numbers and everything if we get some iTunes reviews we then start getting publicised by them and this little A to Z of family could expand it would be nice and you can you can leave a little star on um, on Spotify as well which is always you nice can. you can you yeah. can um, so the A to Z of men is back how have you been Scott I mean obviously I've seen you but it's been two years still in five still gigging yes still gigging up and down the country all over the world uh, just about to go to um, Australia actually with wow. um, with with the boys and uh, do a tour over there it's all sold out which we really chuffed so me Sean and uh, Rich will be uh, embarking on a on a sold out tour of australia in march which will be nice um but yeah just been really busy over the uh last few years since uh, we've done the a to z um doing the radio show with you and uh obviously just um sort of cruising through life really yeah i th- I, I feel when i listen to you and what you've been up to i realize i'm doing exactly the same as i was two years ago you, nothing nothing nothing's different. really changed um no, nothing. No, I, no. I'm literally doing the radio show with you. You told me that you bought new screens for your flight simulator thing. Yeah. Oh day. yeah, my flight simulator is expanded good. a lot. I mean, I'm basically flying a seven four seven. You can look out of both windows. Yeah, now, I've got two it? windows, so I can see I can see right and straight. Brilliant. So you, as long as no seagulls are approaching from the left, oh, then I wouldn't see them anyway, so no. I wouldn't know about it. Um, no, flight simulator is coming on well. I'm still doing the radio show, which I enjoy with you. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. I do, a national, I do a national chart show. That's probably new, actually, since we were last here with, yeah. the, with the UK Hot 40. So that that's maybe something different. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited to be back on the A to the Men because I haven't really got anything else to do. I'm, uh, I've got loads to do, but I'm loving being here. Oh, should we kick on with it? Yes, please. Okay, so the way it's going to work is the A to Z of men. We've already done Series 1, as we mentioned before. Go and listen to it if you haven't, because this won't make a lot of sense to you. Um, The A to Z of men in Series 1 saw a couple of good words for letter A. It did, actually. Uh, You went with age. I did go with age. And uh, do you know what? Me and Chris have re-listened to A, and then we're going to continue all the way through the alphabet to make sure we're up to date with uh, what we went for. So I listened to the episode 1. Very funny. Yeah, it was good. Um, I went with age, and the reason why I wanted to bring that in was because it kind of... It's a common misconception that people don't realise that men really do worry about getting older. 
and you know getting wrinkles and going bald and stuff so I, I was speaking quite a lot about my struggles in my in the industry that I'm in yeah um, in the fact that because I'm in a boy band I I kind of have to I have to worry about it because if I just let go of my appearance, don't worry about going bald and receding and and all these that you know getting fat on stage, it's not going to be as appealing for the fans out there to go. Oh, why is he still doing it? So I I genuinely worry, and it got me thinking that if I worry, do other men worry about it and never speak up and never say I'm really worried about getting older and and all these? I mean I'm. I mentioned erection quite a bit. You did talk and about it, erections. I wanted to come back to something you just said where I'm definitely going to move on to erections in just but, a second. It's a sentence I've never thought I'd ever say. Um, but you you said about the boy band. So when you were in five, in back in the day five, with when there was five of you and you were all teenagers, yeah. what, what's the pressure like then to remain pop star-like? shaving and stuff well, and it's, well it's, it's a it's a massive pressure isn't it because you've got a you've got an image to uphold and you've um and you're in the limelight so you you've got to to the best of your ability you've got to try and look and look good mm. so when i started to get older even i remember when i was approaching my mid 20s i was thinking oh like I'm, I'm an old man now and then you know and then i remember being so so worried about turning 30 like to the point where I had a sort of bit of a depression like around my 29th birthday where I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to be 30. My life's over. And then now I, I look at where I am now in my life and I'm 44 years old. I think, fuck, I wish I was 30 again. Well, yeah, but it, 30 seemed harder than being 40. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think I've grown grown into my own skin a little bit more. Um, I, but I, I, I certainly started worrying a couple of years ago about going bald and I, so I'm receding and I've still got quite a good head of hair but yeah. like I, I'm receding so I style it in a way where I feel like I'm I'm blagging it a little bit you know but, but your hair now, but but it, yeah but your hair your hair is is, is is maybe not like obviously you won smash hits awards for your hair so it's running. A, it's get, two years running sorry like sorry sorry two years running you won awards for the uh, Scott was the one in five with the individual spikes I was, yeah, like a, like a um, like someone actually said to me once, "You're a fucking sweaty hedgehog." Is what they called yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. So Scott was the sweaty hedgehog out of five. Of five, yeah. And it, so your hair was something that was was always on point. Award, if you if award, you award winning hair, my hair was award winning. <laughs> it was it was double. Award it was up winning. there with Rachel from Friends. It was it, like award winning hair. I think I might have beat her that year. Yeah, I, mean, it I was, think people, girls were going, oh, "I want the Rachel," and the guys were going, oh, "I want the Scott." They 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 were. Even and, Beckham was like, "I want some of Scott's hair." Exactly, and a few people copied me and they failed. But no, no, on a serious note, so that you've got an image to to uphold. When you're talking about you're, you're talking about the band, you you left the band when you were like 21. Yeah. So when you were 25 and you were 30, are you still? And at that time, you're not gigging because you weren't doing anything. Do you remember when you left Five? Yeah, yeah, I was I was doing radio for a little. You were doing while, yeah. radio with me, and you did some radio on your own, and and but you weren't in Five anymore. You were no, Scott. For a, you used for to be a long in Five. Time, yeah. So how where so where is the pressure coming? Is that internal pressure that you've put on yourself, or are you worried that the the son are going to be round the corner going, look at him now, he looks like a dick. Well, but they they do that, don't no, they? No, I do. Like, they, yeah. They've done it to you recently. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a there's a pressure because obviously. In the years that I was out of the limelight, if you if you say, um, I was worried about getting back into the the band and wanted to be successful, and wanted to do theatre shows, and wanted to get back in five and do do what I'm doing now. Um, 
so that's where it started creeping in this worry about getting older and would I still fit in would I not only would I fit in in the industry would I fit into my trousers do you know what I mean like yeah and you know I think in other episodes we're talking about like body uh, dysmorphia and stuff yeah. like that you really start to worry the pressures of the industry really really did get to me um I'm lucky now that I can look back and go you're doing all right you're 44 but it's always a mindset for me that I and that's why I brought the, the word in because I feel like people do worry about age but without expressing that they're worried about getting older I think you know it's the old the cliche that men don't talk but it's not just about they don't talk about mental health they don't talk about suicide or they don't talk about this or talk about that you don't talk about the fact that you're a little bit worried about getting older you're a little bit worried about getting fat a little bit worried about not being able to get an erection and all, all those things were were a real worry for me and still still now I, I have my little fears about it but I, I deal with it better because I've I got this podcast and I talk about it um, but yeah I, I just think that a lot of men will be listening now and a lot of women will be listening now going I'll use the word Gary you know the name Gary again if, if Julie if you're listening on the train Gary might really be worried about getting older maybe have a conversation about it so you know you can put him at ease that it doesn't matter that's pretty much where 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 season one went with with episode a um you talked a lot about erections as well we had a bit of a laugh with it we had young tom in didn't we producer tom yeah. who's only like he was like fucking 17 and we were like we, we explained to him what an erection was we said yeah. mate it's a boner, it's a boner. in your yeah. language it's a boner um and a lot of men suffer from erectile dysfunction that's that's a very common thing for yeah. I mean, people in the 30s suffer from that. People in the 40s and their 50s and so on. But what, I mean, that's something really difficult to talk about. I mean, if you, if that was you, I mean, even going to the doctor with that is a little bit like, oh, it's not God. great, is it? It's not a great, you know, subject to go, you know, you know, if you've got a partner or, or, or whatever, you're going to the doctor and going, I, I still find her really attractive and I can't, can't do that and I can't get an erection. It's horrible. So, and that does come with age, which was why. I wanted to bring the word in because, uh, and the episode was called "Hard as a Tiger," and I am still was hard as a tiger. But if you did, I would, I'd go and get it sorted. I would, yeah. I would go. I think you said in the episode that, that like, no problem with taking a tablet or going to see a uh, doctor and seeing whether they can sort out. You know, but I said it in the in the sense that if um, a, a few months ago my shoulder really hurt and I went to the doctor, I had an injection, it stopped the shoulder from hurting. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get an injection in the old, <laughs> in the old it, penis. I an injection. It's hurting a little bit, Doc. I, could you? I'll just put a prick in the prick. Yeah, put a steroid <laughs> injection in there. I. But the the idea though is my shoulder hurt. Went to the doctors, and I'm going to come on to that because my word involves that story. So I won't go into that story. But they gave me an injection. The shoulder stopped hurting. But it's quite easy to go to the doctor and go, my shoulder hurts. Than going, oh, I can't get it up anymore. Yeah, got a problem with the old penis. Yeah, that, that's yeah. quite hard for a bloke. Not hard, you know. What I mean, wrong yeah, choice it's quite, of words. It's, it's quite soft for a bloke. It's quite yeah. difficult for a bloke to admit. I think admit a lot of things, yeah. and and to actually go there and and like you said, to, you know, to 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 Julie, if Gary's a little bit down on the moment, you can't work out why he's a bit grumpy. Wrong thing to say, <laughs> I think. I, do, I think because now we're taking the piss out of Gary, and 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 I feel like you've got to pep him up a little bit, you know. Give, give, give him a little stroke. Give him a little, you know what I mean? Don't <laughs> little tickle under the balls. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, but if but if if you're noticing that your your other half, especially ladies, if you're noticing your or guys, if you're noticing your other half, he's a little bit grumpy and he's a little bit, he's just not sort of joining in the fun. Doesn't really want to go out anymore. 
sit down and have a chat. Yeah. He could have a softie. He could have a softie. But there are so many things you can do about that. And obviously, you, you could go with him to the to the clinic. I mean, that's not that sounds horrific. Why are we going to the clinic? I'll let you know when we get there, Karen, but it will explain the last two years and all your frustrations. <laughs> You're going to love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so age. Uh, and we talked about going bald as well. And yeah. This was quite poignant for me because I actually had a hair transplant. I, I, I said, you know what? I'm not happy about the fact I'm losing my hair and yeah. receding at the front. I'm now getting bald at the back. I'm now getting a little bald patch at the back. Weirdly, that doesn't bother me. The front of my hair, the receding hairline, yeah. is something... I mean, it can happen to everyone. We're, in the, we're recording this on the day after Luke, um, Luke Littler was in the, in the dust. Yeah, it's the 4th of January. Yeah. yeah, he's like receding a little bit. He's 16, he's 16 for God's sake. Old, yeah. So it does happen. Tom mentioned he had problems with his hairline and he was about 18. And you know what? He's now shaved. He's, he no, has. He was, no, he was 20 at the time and he was 15, 16 when he started losing his hair uh, due to Tom. And now, two years on from the first podcast, he's shaved his head and it looks amazing. Mainly what happened is uh, he was losing his hair a little bit. Then he was given the job of producing our radio show. Lost it all. And it just fell out. He Lost was like, I can't deal with this anymore. But he, he's, t- you know, he's, he's, he's gone, do you know what? I'm going to shave it all off. And it actually looks really good. It he wears brilliant. a baseball cap and he's, he's doing amazing work now. But we, I, I had the hair transplant because it, for me, it was, it was a real, uh, there was a little bit of image still in there as well. Um, and, and I've, I've mentioned before, and if, if you're new to the podcast, um, as a radio presenter, I've worked at brands like Capital, Heart, Virgin. So I, I often have my picture taken and I often have to be in posters or, or cards that you used to sign yeah, and all that kind of, of stuff. So the pictures for me were really important. And you're always standing next to, in my case, a boy band member. <laughs> and I often, I always say to you, mate, I, the picture of me and you the other night, I look like a fan that's won a five competition to have my picture taken with you. But that was a real issue for me. And I had to get yeah. my, I had to get the hair sorted out. And in the end, I had a hair transplant. And, I mean, and can I just say, your hair looks incredible. I love it now. It's, it's amazing. Really I've got too much hair. You've got if, loads, if, loads of hair. If yeah. anything. Um, but it was something I had to sort out. And it was something I had to do. And it was something that started to affect my mental health. Yeah. And then you've got to address it. Definitely. Um, so age was the first word we brought in, and then that was your word. It was my word. I brought in the word alpha male, the one in your circle of friends that's always the centre of attention. Oh, a bit of a geezer. Geezer. Yeah. Um, bit of a legend. For, first at a bar. In the animal world, very common. Yes. And, and, and completely normal. In the animal world, you'll have an alpha male. It'll be the one that eats all the food and gets all the other tigers pregnant. Yeah. That's the alpha male strolling the beta around. Male. The beta male and the beta male in, in the human world, the beta male will settle into the same job, same routines, having a good life. Yeah. Doing all right. Yeah. Just happy, go like, yes. Just, you you're still working. First, Darren, yeah. I've been working in this company 35 years now, man and boy. That's, that's beta male. Yeah. Never going to push himself to be anything more than that. He's not even been promoted. No, because no. It's, he's easy to overlook. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's happy. I'm still on 32 grand. I'm all right. I love it. That's the beta male. The alpha male is the one that's always pushing, always striving for more. He's worked there for three years. He's now the boss. He's now the one telling the beta male, you're not going anywhere, mate. You're staying right where you are. Yeah. But the beta male's happy with that. Yeah, exactly. He's settled for his wife. She's pretty. He's lovely. But he's not... He's never... He never pushed. He never went... He never went for, for, you know, what what maybe he could have got. So that's the that's the beta male and the alpha male and and 
it, it, there's two different. I mean, we talk about the alpha male. We talk about the one that's going lager, 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 and drinking everything, yeah. and, and that that generally does come with the alpha male. But we we were saying that I'm an alpha male in the sense that I didn't set. I never. I've never settled career wise. I've always been like, what a yeah. push, push, push. I started at hospital radio, and I ended up presenting on on Capital in London. I I got to the top of my radio career because yeah. I kept pushing. And you couldn't have been. A beta male, you would never have achieved your dreams. I would if have you just stayed yeah. at the first radio station that ever paid me money. I would have got, oh, stay here. It's this good. Is good. Yeah. And it would have been. But I wanted more. And that I think that was the the point of the alpha male. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and, and uh, so in the, in the first episode, I, I talk about, I liken it to geezer. Because uh, mm. when you're, not, not your typical, stereotypical geezer that, you know, that, you know, do what I like, you know, shag what I want. Yeah, that's yeah. not what I would strive to be. Um, but geezer in the sense of, you know, I don't know, a little bit, you know, not centre of attention, but, you know, the the, the the fun guy, the guy that's always A little bit away, a little bit yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, likes a beer, yeah. likes a good time. You know, I'm I'm in that zone. I'm, I like, a, I like a, a good time. I am, I mean, I speak about being an alpha male in certain situations and not in others. Like in... My group of friends, I sometimes would be the alpha male, but when certain people turn up, bang, I'm happy to take the beta, uh, the beta yeah, male yeah, yeah. Um, place. It's crazy, isn't it, when you actually think about it? But like, it's all animal instincts, isn't it? Because yeah. that is what we we do. We're, we're, we're animals. So yeah. we take an animal instinct in, in... I mean, we don't go as far as going, oh, she's nice, fuck. That yeah, we don't do no, that. We no. buy a drink first and stuff. <laughs> um, and, and we're happily married, so we're not together, but we're, we've got wives. So um, oh, Why did you have to spoil <laughs> We're happily married. Me and Chris. It would be a happy marriage, though, wouldn't it? I mean, I mean it would involve a lot of FIFA. It would be good. Um, n- not a lot of sex. No, no. Well, I can't get it up anymore. No, so exactly, I'd, no. I'd probably find that's where my erectile dysfunction kicked in <laughs> yeah. when we got together. I'd go, oh, no, no, it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. Oh, FIFA. FIFA. <laughs> yeah, all right then. What a great life. Um, anyway, so, and we'd be at a podcast all day and night. Yeah, brilliant. Which would be fun. So the alpha male went up against age to be the first word entered into the A to Z of men, and we went with age. We did. Because it's important. Yeah, I, I, I think it was an important message for people listening to go, oh, actually, you know what, I do worry, or or as we said, someone's listening going, oh, I, I need to check on me mate Gary or yeah. me mate Tony to see whether he's struggling with the thought of getting older. So we submitted age into the uh, A to Z of men. And what we want to do now is um, Chris is going to bring a word in. And we'll alternate this every week. Yeah. So Chris is going to bring a word in now for A that will challenge H, and then next week I will bring in a word that will challenge whatever one on B, and so and so forth. Okay, it's the A to Z of men. It's Chris and Scott. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast and and getting involved in the podcast, and hopefully you get something out of the podcast, because that's the idea. Um... Now, we're bringing a new word to the table. I'm bringing the word for A. Scott will bring a word in next week, as he said earlier. So the word I want to bring in to the A to Z of men, to, to maybe challenge the word age, I actually think it's quite related. Well, do you know what? I, I, I generally don't know what, what Chris's word is going to be. Um, so it's related to age, in a way. Well, it's related to the feelings about age. Okay. The word is anxiety. Oh, it's a good, it's a good strong word, Chris. It's a very good, strong word. So new research reveals that men are struggling with anxiety more than ever. New Booper research shows that the UK's anxiety levels in men have shot up 
So search engine results, where they work out what people have typed in search engines, found that anxiety symptoms in men, that search term, anxiety symptoms in men, is up 13 times. Wow, okay. From what it's been before. I think it's a really important word for men. Historically, it's always been seen as a condition that sort of affects women, anxiety. I think back to yeah. my mum, and my mum was quite an anxious person, and my, and my stepdad and my dad actually weren't anxious people. Yeah. It was always something that was associated with women. And I think that means a lot of men are probably bottling up their feelings and trying to run away from it. Oh, I can't admit to that. God, I'm a man. I'm a geezer. Well, yeah, but that's, that, that's the thing, because I, listening to what you just said, I, I would say that a lot of men would go... I can't admit to being anxious. That's that's not something I can be. You know, yeah. you know, I I can't have anxiety. That's that's you know, some men might even go. That's not something that men suffer from. Of course it is, but you don't want to admit because you see it. Maybe see it as weakness. It's certainly not weakness. I think it goes back to, and we mentioned this in in season one. I think it goes back to that old thing when you when you fell, you know, when you fell over at a playground and you don't but don't cry. You're a boy. Boys don't cry. Yeah, yeah. That whole all that man up sort of yeah. stuff, that, which is a thing of the past now. And we, we are a product of our environment, so there is elements of our environment that kind of put together who you are when you're older, you, the yeah. stuff you've done in your formative years and how you brought up and. I think that's what that that pretty much determines who you're going to end up as as a, as an adult. Yeah, definitely. So, what is anxiety? Ongoing feelings of worry, fear, impending doom. Um, these could be so bad that they can get into your everyday life. So, maybe affect your relationship, maybe affect your sleeping patterns, maybe affect your erections. Yes, because if you're not feeling it up here, you might not be feeling it down there. Yes, very well put, Chris. That's how the doctor would say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not yeah. feeling up here, you ain't going to be feeling down there. Sorry up here, doc. Sorry yeah. up here. <laughs> yeah. Give me some tablets. Uh, different types include generalised anxiety. So these are persistent chronic feelings of worry, often with no idea of what's causing them. And I think that's the worst bit. And I'll talk about my anxiety in a second. But generalised anxiety where you've got all of that impending doom but you haven't got a reason for it. There's no there's yeah. no tangible reason. There's not a lorry hurtling towards you. It's just, you just everyday yeah, life. you don't know why your heart's racing. You don't know why you're feeling the feelings that you're feeling. Uh, social anxiety leading to avoiding social situations, which can then mean you're not mixing with people, which can then make your anxiety even worse. Panic disorder, uh, which, is, which is the panic attacks. And this is something I've, I've suffered with for, for years. And these are... These are short, intense, and it is like the lorry. It's like when you, if you were stepping out into the road, and I went, "Oh, cool, lorry!" Right, and you look around, there's a bus right next to you. That shitting yourself feeling is what a panic attack is. But when you're just sitting in the lounge watching EastEnders, yeah, maybe not EastEnders because yeah. that would be enough but to send even, you into panic attacks. But even though now I've only suffered a couple of times with them, like I've never suffered long term like you did and, and like my wife Kerry did, but you don't understand because you, you kind of know, you keep on telling yourself that there must be something else wrong with me because there's nothing happening. Exactly. And then that. your mind plays tricks with you and then all of a sudden you diagnose yourself with yeah, something you're, bad. You're yeah. Googling fast heart rate and sweats and you've got a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which then obviously self-perpetuates the whole thing. Um, PTSD, which is the anxiety that's developed from a traumatic event in your life or a traumatic experience in your life. And then you've got OCD, the obsessive compulsive disorders. So a series of um, maybe unwanted thoughts or compulsions that you feel compelled to do um, to make you feel less anxious. That, that That's the, the sort of OCD, the obsessive compulsive disorders. So... I've I've suffered a lot with anxiety for since I can remember. So pro, even as a even as a youngster, a, a, as a teenager growing up, 
there were there were elements just, of things. Just, just going to stop you there. Just say that, that no one said youngster since <laughs> since about I don't know nineteen twenty. Since I was a youth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah things. I I I think the product of your environment is 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 true. And I think if I look back, and I have had to recently because actually since the last podcast i went through a pretty bad episode with with mental health since since series one yeah, yeah which yeah. um scott helped me through and 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 as a mate that was always by my side which i would always be internally grateful for Thank no problem mate. because no you were you were amazing now I, I my anxiety i had i had really bad health anxiety um and i had uh, continuously thought that something was wrong with me and it was i think the real the difficult part of it and if anyone's had health anxiety, you'll get it. I, I then hadn't... It led to not having had a blood test in 15 years because yeah. I've been avoiding the doctors. And then I mentioned earlier in the podcast, my shoulder started to hurt, and it started to hurt really badly. Like, like I couldn't move my right shoulder at all. It was so painful. Me and Scott both got a friend who's a doctor um, who's who's a friend of ours, listened to the radio show, and he's an actual... Guy, yeah. yeah, and he's an actual... He's a GP. Shout out to Alex. So Scott had contacted him. I'd contacted him on my own accord anyway to say, look, I need to sort out my shoulder. But I knew that going to the doctors would mean I'd have to have a blood test because he would say, mate, you haven't had a blood test in 15 years. Yeah, Yeah. You're going to need a blood test. At your age, we need to check your diabetes. We need to check, you know, cancer. We need to check inflammation. We need to check everything. And you love hearing all that sort of stuff, don't you? So to me... Because I hadn't had the blood test for so long, this is this is OCD. This is a, this is a, these obsessions and, and yeah. unwanted thoughts. I'm thinking, fuck, what are they going to find? I mean, there's going to be everything wrong with me. Mm. So anyway, I went to see him. I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of. I wrote everything down in a notebook how I was feeling. And anyway, I went to see him. He gave me some whatever he put in my shoulder to make the pain go away, which worked. And he said, "Listen, what are you here?" Gonna run, gonna run your bloods because you're gonna have to. Have and you a blood knew test. that was coming. You knew that was coming. Yeah, I psyched myself up for it, and I was in bits. When I, I mean, this might sound trivial, really. I was in. I was well, literally. I couldn't. I mean, I mean, Chris got to a point where day-to-day life wasn't really happening, and no. you know, and you'd phone me because he knew I was. I was there. I would always be there to you know help him through something that he's going through, and. Um, you know, between me and, and his wife, Karen, and then Dr. Alex, we sort of got him through it because he was going through so many dark thoughts of what this, what these pains were, could be. And then it got, it got to the point where, you know, it got to the point that where you, you, every little lump and bump you had, you thought yeah. it was something like sinister. And trying to tell someone some, uh, you know, trying to say to your friend, it's not that. It's not enough because you're you're down that rabbit hole when you're down there and you're you're str- struggling to get up. You know, so going to have the blood test was, I know, really really hard for you at the time. Yeah. But now at the other side of that blood test, the, the fact that you had that blood test, but and all the anxiety that you had leading up to that blood test, because yeah. Alex is such a good doctor and he was able to see you so so quickly yeah you didn't have to suffer for too long no and I got the results the next day and um, yeah absolutely fine my thyroid's on the wonk but apparently that's fairly normal and they'll give me a tablet for that if it needs happening but all the bad things that I was worrying about were absolutely fine they were all normal the injection in my shoulder works. I started to be pain free and I was like oh my god I'm I'm, this is okay I'm alright do you know what what, uh, what was amazing for me 
And uh, if you're listening now and you've been, you know, if you're listening now and you haven't been for the blood test, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that you go, you might not get the same results and you might get bad results, but at least you get them, right? So, yeah. you, and I would urge you to go and do that because the difference in person from the day before and the weeks and the months before Chris went and got seen by Dr. Alex to then being seen. The next day we turned up for work, different guy, yeah. got my mate back yeah. and he was like, Gave me a big hug and he went, I'm, we, your exact words, I don't know if you remember your exact words, you said, thank you so much, I'm not dying. Yeah, that's exactly what, what yeah. I said. <laughs> you know, I, and it's incredible. The, when I hear it, when I hear it now, it, it, it doesn't make sense that it was me. And that's the weird thing about, I think, with anxiety, especially with, with compulsive thoughts. I don't, I, I understand when we're talking now that having a blood test and finding out you've got a little bit of prostate cancer but actually we're going to take it out or you actually hear some drugs or actually oh it's solved if you don't go to the doctor and you don't know that it's growing loads inside worse. you you're fucked yeah, exactly yeah so I I, mean, I went with loads worse you went with fucked which I <laughs> you know that's fine but I but I think it's it that's the weird thing with anxiety it's no, there's no rationale it's not rational it, it's not because of course that's the way to look at it if there's something wrong with you I want Dr. Alex to know because I want him to fix me. But if he doesn't know, he can't fix me. But hearing you say that now is incredible because I kept on telling you that. Yeah. I kept on telling you the reason why you needed the blood test. Yeah. And you kept on telling me, but what if I find out that I've got this, this or this? Yeah. And I kept on saying, then you're going to catch it earlier than you would if you didn't have the fucking blood test. So hearing you now in rational mind, in sane mind going, that makes sense, shows me that, Obviously, it was the right thing for you. To I do. think so, and I and I had a, I've had a lot of therapy since then as well. I went, I've been to see somebody who's been fantastic, and and I've worked with them in in loads of different ways, especially about that that level of th- the thought process. And she's explained to me, and I can't remember the terminology, but you got the front part of your brain. And then you got, lobe or whatever, yeah, that's yeah. it. And then you've got the middle part of your brain. The middle part of your brain's a bitch. The middle part of your brain just soaks up information and then yeah. just throws it out willy-nilly. So you go, oh, what's that? Cancer! And yeah. then your brain, your, your middle, your front brain then loses the ability to cope because it goes, oh, I can't deal with that. So the middle brain takes over and all the middle brain is is some shit Google Wikipedia thinks it knows. All the stuff you've Googled yeah. before that you've stored in your brain, it starts telling you all this shit. Then the back part of your brain takes over your day-to-day life. The front brain's just gone on holiday. It's gone, oh, he's, he's a... So, he's I, a, so in, that, in that... You become the front I, part I'm of my brain. Fr- front part of your brain. But the only yeah. part that can listen to the front pra- part of my brain is the front part of my brain. If it's switched off, yeah. I can't take anything no, in. No, exactly. and that, and there And that's pretty much what, what happened. So now I I'm think... I'm fighting a losing fucking <laughs> you battle were, here, You people. were literally talking yeah. to a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. You were talking to Google that had already decided the my fate. The lights are on, but yeah. no one was home. But once you get into that, and I found the big thing for me to get yourself back into your frontal part of your brain, this is deeper than I thought it would be. It's great though, Chris. It's, it, it's so refreshing to hear you talk about it, so continue. I think the way I got back into the front part of my brain was I wrote everything down. Yeah. Everything is on my notes, on my iPhone. It's still there now. I wrote down how I felt. And then I was able to write things like, I know this is stupid. And then, then your frontal part of your brain starts to wake up and go, oh, oh, what, what do you mean it's stupid? Yeah. And that, that rational part sort of kicks in again. Yeah, and I think to the point where I actually went to see Alex and had the blood test and waiting for the results, I was actually a lot more human. I was actually a lot more me, before, even before I got the results, because were, I yeah. knew that I was doing the right thing. I, 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 I think I'd woken up that frontal part of my brain. 
Yeah, no, it's it's, it's so it's so weird, and, and like you saying all the different anxieties, like so, like my wife Kerry, she uh, for years and years ago now, um, she she suffered quite sort of bad panic attacks, and she'd get to the point where I think in in a two week period, I'm going back many many years, she called like five ambulances to the house over a two week period or something, or it could have been like more ambulances in less time. It was. Because she just thought she was dying. Like, it's so, but it feels so real. And you know, I've always been quite like. Um, I mean, I have. So I'll, I'll get to me in a minute. But like, I, I'm always quite matter of fact. Like, no, you'll be fine. Blah blah. I'm, I'm quite good at talking to people and trying to sort of calm them down. And yeah. like, I'd be saying, like, you don't need the ambulance, but the ambulance would always have to come. And then the doctor or the or the you know the people in the ambulance would go. There's nothing wrong with you. The more they said that the more tests Kerry wanted because they didn't know because no one knows the feeling that she's going through. And yeah. I remember once you tell it, well, a few times you had a panic attack on a train. Yeah. And you, you know, yeah. On, yeah. And, and you thought all these bad things were going to happen. But for me, I have weird, I have weird anxiety. So you, you I, I think I've got two of the anxieties that you mentioned. Okay. One of them is the you've social, got social anxiety. Yeah. yeah. The social anxiety, which you have as well. I mean, you've got, I think you've got all of the anxieties. I've got general, I think I've got yeah. generalised anxiety yeah. and I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting a lot better. Yeah. So I've got social anxiety and people will, if you know me from five, you will say, what are you talking about? How, how, how can you be in a You're boy band? You're one of the five bad boys with the power to rock you. Blowing your mind that you've got to get into. So what? what so how does your social anxiety work? So, I, I know this because well, I'm your mate. Yeah, but so it, it stems from being in the band. And, you know, before the band, I was very outgoing. I was very, um, you know, life and soul of the party. Then you get into a band and then your life's a goldfish bowl and then you're every everywhere you go, you're looked at and everywhere you go, someone wants a piece of you. They want to grab you. They want to, you know, pull your t-shirt they want to you know take your trainers you know it gets that intense when you're in a band that sold 20 million records wow you you it, people everyone wants a piece of you right so i didn't have social anxiety back then i developed it because so very early on like probably six months into the band didn't like to go out of my room literally in my room drinking alcohol in my room on my own so you used, you used alcohol as a suppressant to, 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 to make yourself feel normal again? Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. And, you know, and then I've, I've taken that into the years after the band, you know. So if I, if I get invited to a party, so, for example, if Chris says to me, oh, do you want to come to a party around mine? My first question is, um, uh, who's coming? If he names three people's names that I know, I go, oh, okay, yeah, Rob, Stephen, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. And I go, yeah, that sounds great. A couple more names, could be even one name that I don't know, all of a sudden, even though it's one one person or two people that I don't know, or I might have met them once, but I didn't really speak to them or, or whatever, yeah. I get this, it is like a panic, and it comes over me, and, but some people don't understand it. I mean, I remember having one of my friends invite me to his house a couple of Christmases ago, and, and I said, no, I can't come, blah, blah. He couldn't get his head round. He couldn't get his head round the fact that I, he was. Oh, you met him before. He's been here. He, he was at my barbecue once. It's irrational. I know, and I know that it's silly. But, but is I it irrational, can't... or is it the fear of getting to a party and having Gary um, 
Oh, we, um, we need to lay off on Gary. Let's well, just leave Gary, Gary for, the, for this episode. You can't get an erection. We'll change your name every every letter. So Gary. Well, Gary okay. for A. Poor, Ga- poor Gary. We should probably pick somebody who's began with A, but let's yeah, do it with Gary. Yeah, so, so Gary turns up. You're at this party. Gary's there. You don't really know Gary very well. All Gary wants to do is sing us a song. Oh, good, is that, is yeah. that the anxiety or is it is it that? Is it because you are Scott from Five, whether yeah. you like it or not, and you go into the party, Gary's sussed out who you are. He ain't leaving that alone. Yeah, it's, oh. it's a lot of that. It's, it's it's a lot of that. It's a lot of the, uh, you know, not that I love talking to people. I'm a very sociable person, but I need to feel comfortable. And yeah. I need, you know, I walk in a room. I don't know if you do know this, Chris, but I, I'll always, I have to pick where I'm going to sit. I have to be facing people so I can see the room, see my surroundings. If I'm in a room for 30 seconds, I know I know who's in there. Because I scan the room. You're like Matt Damon. Yeah, I scan the. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, thank you. I, I am like Jason Bourne. Yeah, um, I scan the room to see if I'm safe, basically. And that sounds crazy, I know, but um, so social social anxiety, one hundred percent. I don't really like going into crowded rooms at all. Um, Which you're right. You've played in front of three hundred thousand people in Rio. That, but then I've done stage work as well you're on a stage you're not actually mingling with those thousands no. of people you're put on me, a stage separated there, yeah it's, it's a different it's a different yeah, thing because yeah. i say everyone wants a piece and of also you. when you're on stage you're performing so i'm yeah. either djing or you're singing so you're not actually up there having a conversation with people well because scott from five and scott robinson are two completely different 100%, people yeah. they're like completely different people even me on the radio is a different person yeah, to yeah. who i am day to day i i'm being the same i'm not putting on a an axe but it's you're you're the you know, it's a show up. busy thing. yeah 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 it's, you're you're on stage and that and that is the beauty of podcasts yeah because i am pretty much myself on this podcast and, and people who listen to the radio show will be like oh yeah they sound the same but they're actually opening talk, up and yeah they're yeah. talking normally and, and scott's allowed to say fuck you know, <laughs> yeah um which i struggle every yeah. every day three till six every day on the, on the show that we do which is called radio essex um i I struggle because I'm not allowed to swear. It's a it's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, so I have the social anxiety, but I have the I have the OCD thing quite bad, and I feel I've got worse with it as well. Like it does get worse in age, though. So I, but I I don't know whether this is one of the. I I, I feel it must be because. So I, you probably wonder why I get here at about five to three. Um, to do the radio show that we do every day, just d- just double, um, just in case anyone doesn't know, is a drive show that doesn't start at four. It's live, it's it literally live, starts yeah. at three live. He turns up at two fifty-five most days. I've been in it since about half twelve. Now you'd probably just think, oh, I just can't be, you know, can't be bothered. Or I struggle to leave the house because no one's told me to tidy it. No one. It's not like Kerry's got a yeah a, a, a stick out going. Make sure you've done this. Make sure you've done that. I I have to, for peace of mind, I have to I have to I've got to do that I've got to do that then I've got to do that, and I I fight my way out of the door. I can't leave a hotel room. I, I walk around a hotel room. I know I've packed my bag. I know everything's in it. I know I'm checking got, for stuff. You I missed. know I've got my charger. I know, but I I nearly missed a plane the other day because I kept on going back to my room. Oh no no I've, I've left that, and I do I do that at home. I do that everywhere I go. It's an absolute nightmare because I know that it doesn't... It's not life or death whether I've put that wash out. Kerry will do it later. It's not a big deal. But to me, it is. So I, I have to I have to do it and I have to... My cup has to be on the left-hand side when I'm making a cup of tea. It doesn't matter how many cups but of tea. But these are all... These are like... 
obsessive compulsive disorders as we, we mentioned is a series of obsessions maybe unwanted thoughts or compulsions that you feel compelled to do to make you feel less anxious yeah. so there's a reason why you do that it, it, it'll be through some kind of anxiety that is the reason why you do it you don't do it because you're a freak you do it because it, for whatever reason my, my brother Alex used to tell I me mean, fucking hell when we used to leave the house Yes, you've locked it. You've definitely locked the door. I've seen you do it. I watched you do it. You put a key in. I've pushed it. It doesn't open. He'd still get back out of his car to check the door's locked. Yeah, and I I have to. So when I say I don't, I say to you, like, you know, I don't get anxious. I don't get anxious or have anxiety in the same way that you do. But mine just comes out in completely different ways. Yeah. You know, so, and I've only just thought about the thing that I do in hotel rooms. I I do that at home all the time, every day, which is crazy but it'll be a reason and yeah. it's and when you talk and I, I, I've been I've been to I've been in therapy for about six months now talking to a wonderful I mean she's incredible and um, I mean this bit I, I, this is a part of my younger life I don't really talk about a lot but I've started to open up about it a bit more and but I grew, I grew up in a cult so like that when I said that to her, she was like, "Oh, a cult." I don't, yeah, I don't think many people are walking through the door at the therapist and going, um, "Oh, yeah, a bit, of, a bit of anxiety." Yeah, you know, I don't, <laughs> don't really, know why. Yeah, don't really, and, and then, um, oh, oh, it might be something to do with I grew up in a cult. But I, but I think for me, because that's my, that was my upbringing and a proper doomsday apocalyptic, you know, waiting for Jesus to come back. Cult having having suitcases packed in the loft. So when the guy in charge of the church says, we're off to the place of safety, we're all going on a plane and, and just literally... I'm not, going by the way, guys, I'm not laughing at you. I, I just always find I get nervous when you speak about it because I, even I, as your friend, can't get my head around it that much that I, I feel like every time you, you, you remind me that you grew up in a cult, yeah. I... I've tried to erase it from my memory. You're not the only one. <laughs> because I try, because I, I, I can't imagine. And sometimes it'll pop into my head and I ask you a question about yeah. it, don't I? And I go, sorry, the cult thing. <laughs> because, no, but I have to, because I can't fucking believe, I can't believe. Like, it, you it, just said it again about the suitcases. Like, explain that suitcases again. Suitcases packed in the loft, ready to go. So as soon as they said, right, great tribulations coming, that's like World War Three. We go off to the place of safety, which was actually in the Middle East. I'm not sure. I'd, pr- I'd feel safer in Wickford, yeah. to be honest. So but you was you thought you you had an eternal life? Yeah. So I, I was yeah because we were in the church. You know all the millions of churches. Yeah, yeah. We was in the right one, luckily. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we were absolute results, mate. It was. I mean, because like God wasn't listening to any of the other people. Just, just, just our lot, and it was a small church, hundred thousand people worldwide. Run by an American guy wow. who lived in the in the head office, which you know, luckily for him, happened to be in Pasadena, California, in Los Angeles, which is a, which is a nice place to live. Nice place. Could have been Sunny. could have been Beirut, but yeah. luckily he was he was chosen, and he's in the old Pasadena in the sunshine. <laughs> um, but we used to. So my family would tithe their money; they would give money to the church, like up to 40 percent of wages. My stepdad was on the dole. We had fuck all. And we were giving 40% of that fuck all. You weren't all. doing Christmas anyway, so we, did. we didn't do Christmas, didn't no. celebrate Christmas. No. Pagan holiday. So we, yeah, so they saved money there, yeah, so that's yeah. a bonus. Um, yeah, it was, really, it was a really difficult, and I always find it difficult to talk about, because my stepdad and my mum are still alive, and they're still 
as far as I know, believers in that. I don't really enter too much conversation. I've got a really good relationship with my mum. I don't speak to my stepdad that much because I purely because I don't see him that much. And yeah, it's, it was a really strange. It was a really strange upbringing, but to me, it was it was normal. It was how I was brought up. Now I look back at it, it's not normal, and it fucked me up immensely. Can I, can I just, no, it wasn't. That's not normal. You are correct. No, I know that now. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. when you're growing up and you're searching for answers about anxiety, you look back at your past. Oh, I had a happy childhood. Yeah, it was all right. Actually, no, I didn't. It was fucking awful. And no, so no, no. But honestly, it's no wonder. No wonder that you have suffered quite quite a lot. Um, yeah, with anxiety so. because you, you well so when you when you like woke up one morning and went oh I'm gonna die yeah I was about I was about 14 15 when I realized that this wasn't real I was it wasn't quite right it wasn't quite right because the guy that was the the apostle the the leader of this church who lived in as I say Pasadena California he came to England to do a service did, in England. Did he come with all your Christmas presents? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a fuckload. He, he He's had enough money. PlayStation! <laughs> he he came over on a private jet, which was, you know, that was easy. He didn't go easy jet. He went probably on with pri- all the money. <laughs> private jet, with all <laughs> yeah. the money that all the families had given him. Yeah, yeah. that would be it. <clears throat> and he had a Rolls Royce in the UK. He'd never been to the UK before, and he turned up at this church service in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> His name was Herbert W. Armstrong, if you want to Google him. Wow. And the Rolls-Royce registration number, and I'll never forget this, was HWA1. And I remember as a 14-year-old seeing that car rolling and thinking, this is bullshit. We've got a Hillman Imp. We've got no money. And and this guy's just rocked up with private plates on a Rolls-Royce. He doesn't even live in the UK. He's got a Rolls-Royce and private plates. Is that when it started going... To me, that's when it hit. But what's weird is when your parents... You believe everything your parents tell you you believe. So I'm now, my mum's, my mum is really intelligent. She was, she worked in law. She was like a really intelligent person. I'm, I'm like, how, 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 how do you not, how can you not, we haven't got any money. And but, anyway, <sighs> it, very similar to stories I've seen Rebecca Vardy doing that thing about Jehovah's Witnesses on yeah. the, on the TV. And I watched that documentary, really similar to that religion, really, really similar. And I think for me, when I realized that wasn't, eternal life and this was it that's probably probably my anxiety with health stem well not probably it is well, right listen if you've if you've gone from believing that you've got eternal life eternal health nothing ever is going to go wrong and you're going to go not just that I was going to get my own planet as well yeah, yeah. Oh, oh sorry yeah, yeah I yeah, was yeah. going to get my own planet to have you're as well get your own planet and yeah, then, which and would then, have been amazing and then you're living in a in a um your first flat in in East in Eastbourne, yeah. struggling to pay your bills, going, it's it's different, isn't it? Where's where's my Rolls Royce? It, yeah. It's it's going to have, and then you realise that you you are going to die one day, and you're going to have a mortgage and, and not have a planet. Health anxiety was probably a must. Yeah, I think so. And I think now when I look at it all, and I can talk about it more, and I've never talked about the cult thing. You only knew about the cult thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I've never told anyone. I don't. It's not something I mentioned, and it's not something I mentioned when I when I got a job on, on Capital and I was covering Chris Tarrant's breakfast show. I never went into the office going, it's amazing. I was in a cult 10 years ago. <laughs> that wouldn't have been Woo! a conversation. Where's my bike, baby? <laughs> I've got a microphone. I can say what I want. That, that wouldn't yeah, have worked. Wouldn't so, have worked, no. Um, I'm I'm a normal person, and I think when I well done you yeah I'm thanks. Gonna say well done but you I felt that people would people are quite judgy, aren't they? It's a bit sketchy. People isn't it? are people are. It's a, a bit sketchy. Bit it's a bit sketchy when you when you meet somebody. Go, I was in a cult. You're a little bit sketchy, so I don't mention it. 
I don't. Not the first I, grid, what one? Yeah, <laughs> which one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's basically. I've talked quite a lot about my anxiety now. <laughs> I feel quite raw again, but good. Talking's good. L- listen, talking's t- good. Talking's amazing to uh, you know, and I know I know this 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 podcast. It, it, you know, you, you might have um, been listening and you think thought it was all going to be comedy. Um, it, it isn't because you know the fact that. We're talking about the A to Z of men. That comes with everything, warts and all. So yeah. there will be times, you know, I mean, yeah, think about 15 minutes ago, we were talking about erections. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to shy away from from proper subjects like, like that. You know, th- there's no point in doing this podcast and then not speaking about your cult and then not speaking about my social anxiety, not speaking about all these things that are real things. And going back to my last age, you know, not worrying about them things because they are there. And they do happen, so let's just be real with it. Yeah, and I, and I think also we we've got a platform, and we're lucky to be able to do this. And I, I always think as well. And I remember Chris Evans talked about fear of death. Chris Evans, the DJ, and not, I remember not not, not no, the uh, Captain America, not Captain America, different one. Um, Chris, Chris Evans talked about a fear of dying, and I I had the same fear. And I remember thinking, fucking hell, if he thinks like that, it's okay for me to think like that. And I think the more men especially open up about mental health and anxiety, mm. the easier it is for other people listening. Because the, the biggest thing when, you've, when you're suffering from anxiety is if I'd come into work one day and you'd said, oh, my God, I think like that about blood tests too. Then I'm like, oh, really? And then instantly your frontal part of your brain opens up and you're like, oh, okay, there's a reason for this. And now I can explore what that reason is. Mm. So I think talking is is everything. And, and, and I think the therapy I've had... Um, especially about you know my upbringing and 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 the health anxiety has been amazing for me and and and, and being able to then get on with things like you know the ages of men or whatever podcast we were doing next there's probably a lot of procrastination on my part because of what i was going through whereas now i'm like yeah let's do it 2024 let's kick in yeah let's get down the gym let's do the podcast let's do all the things because there's nothing actually in my way well, no, and, and, and I think, you know, just on the final part of this, it's just that, I mean, so I've just done a um, a TV programme, I can't really say too much about it yet, but I've just done a some filming on a TV programme. Is it the one where they get naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just What's say, it called? Um, um, naked Attraction. Oh, yeah, when are you that. on that? Yeah, it's soon. September time. I think. Fuck. Yeah, I love that show. Amazing. It's going to be really good. Oh. Um, no, so I done I done a programme where I, I really, really opened up and spoke about the band and spoke about how I felt in the band and I said that I know it's really hard for a plumber to sit at home going listening to Scott from five go I had it hard and I you know I've I've been struggling and he's going well hang on how can you be struggling I'm a plumber I'm struggling but I actually think it's the flip side of that I think if a plumber or an electrician or a builder or whatever is listening to you talking about your anxiety and me talking about my problems and my fears, they go, well, if they've got problems and they've got these amazing lives that they think we've got, I'm okay, it's okay for me to have a problem. That's I, th- I think it's really important to send yeah, that message out. I think it is. And I think also, and something I've noticed from working in, in this industry and people you meet and in, in what you do in, in music and, and radio presenting and TV presenting the people I've met, a lot of people that have that, what they call the look at me gene, yeah. will always you'd be able to go back and find some kind of not cult necessarily but some kind of issue where as a kid they've been like look at me look at me look at me yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they Definitely. they go through life with that determination and you know when i when i talk about the the church that i, w- I was brought up in 
some of the things I learned from that church and 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 to be fair I learned right and wrong from that church yeah. I learned some good lessons in life from from growing up in that church and the ter- the determination for me to get my job on capital was mainly because when I was in the church everything outside of the church were were, were called outsiders everybody all my mates at school they were all outsiders mm. they weren't people I could mingle with the one thing that I had in my life which sounds bizarre. Well, no, it doesn't sound bizarre because it's what we do for a living. Was was the radio? Yeah, Capital Radio to me, Capital FM to me. When I was growing up as a kid in Watford, it was at the time was everything. Because yeah. when I turned it on, it was the outside world. It wasn't religious. It wasn't you know doom and gloom, great tribulation, Jesus coming back. You're all going to die in the lake of fire. And that's where you found. And that, and I wanted. I didn't want to listen to Capital. I wanted to be Capital. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to be on Capital. So. Without that upbringing and that church and that and that that way of life, I don't think I ever would have made it to capital because I had so much determination to get there, and yeah. it was all about belief. And and um, a great friend of mine actually, Stephanie Hurst, always talks about believe, achieve, believe, achieve, believe, achieve. If you if your mind can believe and conceive something, it can achieve it. Well, yeah, um, and you, you've, there's a saving grace in there somewhere. Is that you got the job at Cap- you might have get a planet. I but, won't get a planet, but I did get capital. But you got capital. Yeah, I'd settle for that over a planet any yeah, day of the week. Exactly. Because that was good. Um, a couple of things, you know, if you do suffer from anxiety, there's loads of websites. There's there's a helpline for anxiety, which I'll give you the phone number for in a second if you want to grab a pen. There's a couple of things. you There's one thing called the 333 rule, which is great. You can use it whenever your mind's racing away. You just look around you and identify three objects around you. So, it could, you know, I'm looking at a big light, a door, and a boy band member. So you got you got three things that you, you look around and then you, you listen for three sounds and so here I can hear we're rid of I can hear a boy band member singing Slam Dunk the Funk. I can hear the humming of the lights and I can hear my camera in front of me which has got electrical noise. And then you basically move three body parts. And doing those things takes your mind away from whatever it is that's causing you the anxiety, but it, it allows the frontal part of your mind to take over and go, oh, you're all right, everything's fine, you're safe. Everything's normal, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's distraction. So the three, three, three rule is great. So you, you look at something, you identify three objects, you identify three sounds, and then you move three body parts and take it, take your time doing it, but it will take your mind away from racing. And it's something I've used and it works. Um, helpline for anxiety anxiety uk is a confidential service weirdly all the volunteers that answer the phones use the pseudonym chris brilliant but it's not me okay because that will sound like i promote my business yeah, like, hello chris, chris oh, here oh, oh, this is a joke. <laughs> everyone yeah. everyone there is called chris some of Every- them are called scott no, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not if the phones are busy you might get a scott yeah. um no weirdly that all the pseudonyms um, they all use the name chris um so it's anxiety uk it's a confidential service the number's oh three triple four double seven fifty seven seventy four that's oh three treble four 77 57 74 and online you've got Boopers Mental Health Hub you've got Samaritans you've got Mind and one that I've been on that was really good was a, a website called No More Panic and it's and it's really good there's loads of other people's stories there and No More Panic do a good thing especially if you've got health anxiety if you put your if you put your symptoms in their website it won't come back and say cancer brilliant it'll say something like it's probably anxiety 
or stress. So you get a, it's not you get a, a better version of probably what it probably might be wrong with you. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think the because the way Google works is it, it will it will feed out what what people want. So if I Google lump on my arm and cancer comes up I'm pretty much going to look at that one so everyone does the same thing yeah. so whenever it will throw that to the top of the search engine it, it won't say oh you might have had a bee sting it won't say that it will always go to the worst case scenario um, I, I, I've, I've overshared do you know what I don't, I don't think there's any such thing as oversharing I, I think it's been for, listen for our first episode uh, I think it's been absolutely incredible I'm a uh, I'd actually like to to kick it off with a well done. I think that was amazing. Um, and I've already sort of made my decision of what I think should be going in there. We've, so we've got age at the moment. So the choice is age. The age. I mean, alpha male was as, as well. We could was, throw that back yeah, in there. Was in yeah. there. Um, and and now you're putting in anxiety. For me, I'll kick it off with. I think anxiety as literally top trumped age or alpha male for me because I think it's uh, brought up so many such a great conversation and I think we'll end up starting loads of conversations to everyone that's listening to this and going wow this was you know really quite quite a good listen and uh, I'm suffering with something like that so I want to get it sorted so I genuinely think that um, anxiety's got to go in there right top of the pile and I would submit that into the A to Z of men. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd agree. And I've, 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 I knew you would just yeah. use your word. I knew it. <laughs> um, yeah, because alpha male was mine, wasn't it? And I lost yeah. to age. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck you. Let's put anxiety in. Um, I think the worrying thing about it, that there's a lot less men presenting with anxiety than women, but suicide rates in, in men are really high in 40 yeah. to 49 year olds. I mean, so you'd have to ask yourself, does that mean that we just try and keep going and we're afraid to ask for help? And I think if we can open up a conversation that says, yeah, get yourself some help. It's exactly what I did through, you know, nagging from you, nagging yeah. from Karen. It, it works. And, and the only way you'll ever get the peace of mind, if you, if specifically if you get health anxiety, the only way you'll get peace of mind is for your doctor to say, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it's the only it's the only way to do it, and it, and it won't be it might not be health anxiety. It might be a panic disorder. It might be socialized social anxiety or generalized anxiety. But once you get to the root of that problem, you can only do that by one admitting that you have got a problem with anxiety, mm. and two getting help. Yeah, no, amazing. Really, and if you really want to good. email me personally, I mean, to be fair, I'm an open book, as you can tell from the last hour. Um, if you know if, if something I've said relates with you and health things, drop me an email. I'm more than happy. And with Scott as well with social anxiety, we are Chris and Scott UK at gmail com. So we're going to. I'm going to go with anxiety as well. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's the uh, it's the only word that can be entered into. Let's the press the button and enter anxiety into the A to Z of Men season two. Was fun. I feel lighter. <laughs> I feel lighter. Do you know what? Honestly, um, first episode of of season two, um, starting with A, obviously, because that'd be silly if we started anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Starting with A and and bringing in anxiety to to literally, you know, age has gone from the A to Z of men now. You know, it's, it still exists. It's, it's still there. It's still there. But you know, in season two, it's been top trumped by anxiety, and I, I think it's a great start. And thank you again, Scott, for 
last year. No, no worries at all. Um, it'll be a little bit light next week. I'm going with blowjobs. <laughs> I wish we do need to do light, lighter ones as well. <laughs> I might. I haven't decided yet, but I could go with blowjobs. But the idea of the eight cinema man was always an insight into a man's brain. And it, and if there was anything that we were something that we had gone through we would always open up. We won't be shy to talk about subjects. No, and I know if any of us, if either of us had had erectile dysfunction, we would have mentioned it. Yeah, 100%. It would, yeah. It would be something that we, we'll talk about anything. And it, as long as it's not, you know, offensive towards our wives and our families, we will pretty much talk about anything. Yeah. And yeah, that's the idea of the podcast. So if you've got experience on blowjobs, Scott, yeah. giving and receiving, then <laughs> no, we'll we no, <laughs> no, from you I'm next week. Yeah, okay. Um, eight set of men, back next week. And again, if you want to get in touch with us, Chris and Scott UK at gmail.com. All the socials, there's a link tree as well, which if you go to Linktree and put in Chris and Scott UK, you'll see all our links on there as well, how to listen to the podcast in different formats and whatever. Um, and all our Twitters, Instagram or X or whatever it is this week. Um, all of those <laughs> things are on there. And it's Chris and Scott UK is where you'll find us. Um, thank you so much for being at the other end of our podcast it's always nice to have you there reviews on iTunes are amazing get those in that'd be amazing Um, and we'll do it again next week with the episode B brilliant cheers guys take care of yourselves